This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stegger! Welcome back, everybody. This is another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts virtually. To my right, I have Andrelfio. Uh, what up? And even further right, I have Ja Red. Present. And we are finally uh, getting this virtual thing figured out. Um, I know we've done a couple of these, but they did not turn out well. But you know what? Uh, this one's going to be the best one yet. So stick around. Uh, we got a really exciting show for you as we got one week of fantasy playoff or fantasy regular season left. Then hopping in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, we're definitely looking at the playoff push for the real NFL. Uh, a lot of injuries happened over the weekend, so we got a little bit of news for you. Then we're going to jump into some uh, recaps of our te- favorite team's games, flexi action, and then preview. You guys know the drill. Without further ado, let's jump into the NFL news. AJ, take it over. I know you got a lot of quarterback stuff to talk about. I do, want to say. So once again, I've been duped by the 49ers quarterback, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, most likely out for the season. Kyle Shanahan was downplaying it. There was a report that came out today that said he could be out seven to eight weeks. Um, obviously, you look at that, that's most likely the rest of the season. But if that pans out, could have come back in the playoffs. Other than that, they got Purdy. Actually did come in and was very serviceable. Uh, I think he threw for two touchdowns, 200 yards. And there was moments where he was outperforming Jimmy, or not Jimmy G, Trey Lance in training camp. Uh, so if you're smart, spent a bunch of that fab, especially if you had Jimmy G and Trey Lance like I did. Huge mistake on my part. Uh, but I think this kid can come in and play well. Other news, John Walford is questionable this week. So, Nick, I believe you picked up, uh, was it Bryce Perkins? Uh, I did, just in case, because you never know, because I'm also a quarterback short in my fantasy league. Yeah, it's tricky. These two QB leagues, they get you know a little bit dicey at times, but uh, at least with Purdy, they're really not in great spots. I think either one of them, not within a good situation. Uh, but it's something to monitor. Um, other than that, Tua is also questionable, is expected to play. QB News from AJ, you're welcome. Yeah, with Tua playing, he's in the MVP race. I mean, if he keeps this Surprisingly. Up, not after that game. <laughs> NFL Live argued about that all. It was either yesterday or today. I think it was today. Argued about it all day about whether he should or shouldn't be. I'm on the fence that he shouldn't be. Uh, but at the same time, I totally understand the argument why he is. Like, I could see why he's that number three spot, right? Like, I'm definitely not putting him as the front runner or even second in command. But, I mean, the numbers are there. Now, the eye test for me, I don't know, because he got games like the other day, you know. But, um, the, you know, he's still playing well. Dolphins are doing well, you know. Just not quite MVP caliber, in my opinion. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I, I do. And obviously, this is like a biased opinion. But I think time and time again – I think it's a two-man race. I think it's Pat Mahomes. I think it's Jalen Hurts. And I think Josh Allen, unfortunately, Jared, is that is kind of that third man out right now. But I think this is between Josh Allen – or not Josh Allen, I just said it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes Jalen and Jalen Hurts. I think that's yeah. going to be the, the decision this year. Tua, after that game, there's some issues. that That is what we saw coming this year. I yeah, agree. I, I think if Jalen Hurts wins out, and he has one loss on the season, he wins it. Because the loss that Patrick Mahomes took to the Bengals last week, I think was a big downgrade for him. Because he had the, he had a shot to come back and win it, and he didn't do it. Which is fair. 
I'll say uh, another determining factor is if Patrick Mahomes, who is on pace currently to break the single season passing record, that's going to make it a little bit tougher. But yeah, if, if the Eagles finish 15 and two, that's something. I was just uh, going to say, you guys should check the chat real quick. Chat at the top right. You got it. <laughs> We're a lot easier to just say that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. For all sense. the listeners out there, Jared was like mouthing us, and we're all webcam, and we're like, "What are you talking about?" I also totally checked the chat here. I definitely thought that I just like lost service, and I was like, "Is my is all my stuff not working anymore?" No, and Nick, you not. just like dead eyed me. I was like, "I don't know." Thank you, Jared. <laughs> I appreciate this this link you sent me. You could have said that out loud, preach. Wait, I, what I, chat I, are we talking about? Oh, in um, this chat. In gotcha. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat. Yep, yep. I'm, um, checking, so, I'm checking our group chat. So I think the biggest um, biggest things I'm looking at going into the playoffs this year, if you're in the playoffs for fantasy purposes, um, besides licking butthole, is you're looking at easy schedules. And the easier the schedule, the higher likelihood that you will be scoring more points in your playoffs. So this is what I propose to you. The top 10 easiest schedules going forward are favoring very minimal players that you probably have on your team or their backups. And let's focus on the players that are actually going to probably win you in a league because a lot of the times leagues have a repetitive motion. The players that are winning on championships are across the board. So, Nick, take it away. You can see the chat. Yeah, uh, this is actually awesome for uh, for posting that. So looks like the easiest uh, schedule right now is going to be the Houston Texans. Am I reading this correct? Yes. More so number one, I would 100% stay away from that team. I don't care if you know it's going to be easy for them to score points or not. You're still looking at Davis Mills at quarterback, which he just was benched for the last two weeks. He's I don't. Week. I don't. Uh, yeah, but he's who's he playing? It's a tough defense. They're playing Jacksonville. Or yeah, Jacksonville. Nah, it's someone else. Um, AC. I don't remember, but 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 at, at the end of the day, because I looked at that matchup, I was like, no way in heck they're they bringing him the back for a super. Yes, they the dude, they're gonna get slaughtered right yeah. now. So I would totally stay away from the Texans. Looks like the Jets also have a nice easy schedule coming up. Again, you're dealing with Zach Wilson. However, that being said, Zonovan Knight. Did you guys watch Zonovan Knight last week? Oh, he actually runs pretty darn hard. I, I was a little shocked, and I, being a Michael Carter owner at this point, I was a little disappointed because I was like, dude, this guy could straight up steal Carter's job. Um, but, but but looking forward, I do kind of like if we jump down a little bit. Um, what is that, Kenny Pickett? That's actually someone that like y- you could maybe run with, uh, just because the team is like pretty good. Well, I shouldn't say pretty good, but like the players around him are pretty good. Um, yeah, I uh, with Kenny Pickett, you're looking at the wide receiving core. Johnson or D Johnson, Deontay, Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has 105 targets this year. Yeah, that's a ton. But, but he's, he's done he nothing. He doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah. He does nothing. I know. Yep. So looking but that's at- not his problem. That's Pickett's problem. So that's why it's like, you know, I, I, guess, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I would rather ride Kenny Pickett than Zach Wilson or Davis Mills. 100%. 100%. However, that being said, is Zach Wilson even playing? It's Mike White time, isn't it? It, it should be. Yeah. Robert Sell has come out and said that Zach Wilson – is probably going to play again this year, which I think is a huge mistake. Again, I agree. I think they just cut their losses. They see what they have in Mike White throughout the rest of the season. Let's just see how it goes. I'll say in the players, 
from what I've seen, are absolutely in love with Mike White. Jared, is that your point? Did, yeah. did I steal that from you? Yeah, honestly, they're repping Mike White shirts. It's I don't want to say it's similar because it's very, very much different, but it's the the Jalen Hurts to Carson Wentz comparison where the first one fails, next guy up. If he has control of the team and the leadership, if he has that aptitude, you're, you shouldn't give it back because then the only team is going to – the only thing that, like, the entire motion of the team is going to regress. Got to stay on pace, keep the vibe positive. First, the Vikes definitely should have lost. The end of that game was crazy. Um, but at least, you know, they have that heart, that spirit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to need you to back up that point about five seconds. Could you repeat your last sentence? Yeah, against the Vikes, I would say, at least within the last two drives, I mean, they were they were still playing. They didn't just give that you're game You're saying up. they should have won is what you're saying? No. I'm saying that, like, okay. they still For a the second, heart. I thought you were saying they should have won. No, they still had the heart and the drive to keep playing, even though twice it seemed like they were they were defeated. They kept playing. Braxton Berrios, you got to be better. Should have caught that, but Vikes win. Sorry, I didn't I mean to, like, saying, step, on your, step saying, on your toes yeah. at that point. But, no, Mike White's a G. Consider them stepped. Consider them uh, stepped. All right. Um, so, what else we all got for easy schedules? Um, so, we're looking at – can you read this out, Jared? Because this is honestly a little bit hard for me to dissect right now. Yeah, I mean, you got Kenny Pickett. I mean, Baltimore has a pretty easy schedule. Oh, I, I see. Mean, you Bra- have you Browns, quarterbacks and then running backs. I see. Yeah, I, see, I mean, I Browns have a pretty easy schedule for – I mean, these are quarterback plays, but they kind of line up across the board, right? If if, you, if the quarterback's going to be an easy schedule, usually the rest of the team is a pretty much a cakewalk as well, um, at least for fantasy purposes, right? doesn't yep. mean they're going to win. So Okay, so looking at – now that I understand how this is laid out – I'm going to evaluate evaluate this a little bit better now. Uh, So of the top 10 easy schedules, if I'm reading this correctly, it's Houston, or at least for quarterbacks, it's Houston. It's the Jets. It is uh, who's Mayfield play for the Rams. It's the Niners, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Ravens, Falcons, Mac Jones, New England, Miami, or Green Bay, and then um, Deshaun Watson for Cleveland. Of these names, the ones that stick out are obviously – Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, he's coming off a couple really good games. Christian Watcher, Christian Watson has seemed to have emerged. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a little bit of a question mark to me because he's dealing with that knee injury. It came out, I believe, yesterday that he's probably going to miss one to three weeks, which is really unfortunate because that's pretty much all the fantasy that we have left. He might come back for the championship game. Uh, but for people that have Aaron Rodgers, I would be starting him every single week because uh, at the end of the day, it's still Aaron Rodgers. Um, they're trying to get it together. And he is the best thrower out of this entire list of quarterbacks. And then lastly, Deshaun Watson. I, he just had a really bad game, no doubt. But it's his first game back in two years. Uh, I would definitely go with Deshaun Watson. I know in one of my leagues, someone actually dropped him this week. I, I put that waiver in so quick because I have Kirk Cousins. And don't get me wrong, I love Cousins. But with the upside that Deshaun Watson has, that might be a championship winning quarterback for you. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, he, he just looked bad last week. Um, not Amari Cooper, but Deshaun did. I think it's just the growing pains of getting used to the system and just coming back and not being able to be in the facility until now. Um, I'm sure he was learning, but it's just different when you're like at game pace. So I think next week, I think they're going to give Cincinnati a run for the money. And you, I agree. There's a lot of rust to shake off. Yeah, I'll say. And in in recent years, I'll say. So the crazy. Crazy stat for you. Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow is 0-4 yeah. against the Cleveland Browns. Wow. And that's really interesting. If you saw what the Browns defense just did, and yes, 
they were playing the Texans. That is a very revamped team. They're playing for something. They're they're still in the playoff hunt 100%. Deshaun Watson, yes, kick off the rust, let it ride. Uh, but there is one guy that I'm going to watch out for, and he was kind of the hero of training camp. It's apparently Deshaun Watson loves one wide receiver within his wide receiver core, not named Amari Cooper. Jared, do you know who it is? Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Old DPJ, expect him to be – I'm not going to say expect. I'm going I'm to roll that back. But I would not be surprised if he was a championship-winning wide receiver within the next five weeks. And I'm not going to say he's going to be absurd, but there's a lot of things that happen in the league. People get hurt. People get injured. If he gets inserted into that role, and depending on how Deshaun Watson plays over the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to say, told you so. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think there's a lot of um, winning candidates for the Browns going into the playoffs. I think you could look at Nick Chubb. I think you could look at Amari Cooper. I think you could look at Najoku. I think you could look at Donovan Peoples-Jones. I absolutely agree with you. Their schedule is set for matchups to help you win. And if you were looking at that when you're drafting, you would have seen that as well. Uh, Going into the running backs, though, Nick, you've kind of been a, a running back genie as of recently. Who are you kind of looking at for Denver, Baltimore, Titans, Chiefs, Seattle? Uh, are you asking me this because fantasy football playoffs are about to start and uh, you're trying to get a little edge here? Or Absolutely. Lions are um, on too. Okay, realistically, a um, couple of like low-key running backs that I've been looking at is um, Jarek McKinnon has actually low-key been really good with yards. Uh, he's gotten anywhere from about 50 to 100 yards the past couple weeks. Um, I think except for maybe one week, he had a down week. Uh, and that kind of comes with the KC offense, right? I think that was the week Travis Kelsey had like a 30-40 burger or something like that. Uh, so I really like Jarek McKinnon. And I also like Melvin Gordon, uh, who they have on their practice squad right now. I don't know if he's going to be elevated this weekend, but um, he's definitely going to be the 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 one or the two. My guess is probably the two, unless something happens to Jarek McKinnon. Um, and then looking else over here, um, I do. I already kind of mentioned Zonovan Knight. Uh, big fan of him as well as Michael Carter. Uh, I can see on this thing you sent me right now that right now the Jets have the easiest schedule as far as running backs go. I would one hundred percent stay away from James Robinson though, uh, which is. Interesting because I've been a big James Robinson guy basically since that first year when he exploded onto the scene. Um, he just he's just not very fast, and that's kind of what it comes down to. He's a bruiser, but he's not big enough as a bruiser to really make that matter. He's not a Marshawn Lynch. He's not a Latavius Murray type player. Um, so he's kind of and now I at least after watching that I understand why Jacksonville wanted to go a separate way because uh, you can't teach speed. That's the end of the day. Yep. Yeah. yeah that, and then yeah, also agree. also. One other thing I want to talk about is uh, Jamal Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift. The question that's been coming to my mind lately is, should we be benching Swift or starting him? Right? I think that's been on everyone's mind, especially every For DeAndre weeks. Swift owner. Um, at this point, at this point, you want Jamal Williams, right? He's going to be the lead guy that's going to take care of you. I'm pretty sure they're not playing Swift because they don't want to risk Swift to injury um, looking at next year unless they somehow squeak in a wild card. But that being said, they're still using DeAndre Swift, and they are using him at the goal line. 
Uh, so he can definitely sneak you in a couple touchdowns there. He should have had one last week and he should have had one the week before, but both of them are called back. So he's getting some opportunities. Uh, so if you're in a, a position like I am right now, where you have a lot of your skill positions uh, hurt, I would definitely rely on him, throw him in the flex, and then just you know hope Detroit has one of those games where they put up 30, 40 points because he is still one of the skill players at the end of the day and is going to at least get you some points. I dig it. Yeah, I, I'm starting D Swift this week. His usage last week out past Jamal Williams for maybe the third time this year. Um, you kind of have to ride the momentum, especially going against a divisional rival. And D Swift has been known to run amok against the Vikings. He didn't last time, but this is a new week in his home stadium. Another guy I'm kind of looking at too, <coughs> Cam Akers and Leonard Fournette. Playoff Lenny could be your sole factor to win a championship. Per usual, every year you think he's going to do bad, boom, comes in, and he, he's going to win it for you. So if you have Leonard Fournette, keep playing him, keep starting him, because there's no doubt about it, he's going to be playoff Lenny. He has an easy schedule. Cincinnati, Arizona, Carolina, weeks 15, 16, and 17, he could get you touchdowns in all three games. And especially Cam Akers, I'm not like a huge fan of Cam Akers just because the off and, off and on, on again, uh, you know, big tongue butthole deal. But other than that, I kind of like Cam Akers. 17 uh, carries last week. Didn't get a touchdown, but he had a touchdown the week before. He could be coming into McVay's honey hole. That's fair. I'll say the one I don't agree with, the second easiest schedule uh, for running backs, actually Alvin Kamara. I've just Ooh. flat out benched him in all leagues. I'm over it. I'm over it for the season. And in the places I took them, I didn't make the playoffs, and I did so for a reason. They play Atlanta, Cleveland, and Philly. Philly's um, rush defense significantly better last week uh, against Atlanta. Sure, I think one of those games he'll boom. The other two they're going to bust. So, yes, he does have a good schedule as far as running backs are concerned. I'm not going to touch him in any facet outside of absolute necessity. Um, so, yes, second easiest schedule, but I'd avoid it. Let's. You want to look at the wide receivers or move on? Let's move on because um, let's come back to that. We're, I mean, we're going to do flexi here in a minute. Let's kind of recap our team's favorite, our, our favorite team's games. Um, they were definitely interesting and we all got to win. Um, so that's, you know, it'll be a fun week to talk about that. So I'll just start. Go ahead. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, they did beat the New York Jets. They improved to 10 and 2. The Jets fall to 7 and 5. The Vikings did win 27 to 22. And it was a very close game. Uh, the Jets were right there with them throughout most of the first half. Then in the second half, that's kind of when Minnesota ran away with it a little bit. Uh, they ended up going up 20-6 to six coming into the second half. Then it was all Jets, right? Jets come out firing with three straight field goals, uh, bring it down to 20-15. to 15. Uh, Justin Jefferson with a nice 10-yard pass from Kirk Cousin puts in the game-winning touchdown at 27. But like AJ was saying earlier, the Jets were still in it. Uh, Mike White did come down. He scored a touchdown, put it in 22-27. to 27. Uh, the Vikings got the ball back three and out. Not what we want to see. The Jets drive right down there. They get into the end zone. And this is, I think, the third time that has happened it this year where the Vikings have won a game on a, on a, uh, a game ceiling interception on the red zone. So the Vikings defense has overall just been not super hot. I mean, I swear they gave up like 400 yards every week, and that is a sign of a bad defense. But they don't let other teams score. I mean, they have one of the best red zone defenses in the league. And at the end of the day, what matters? The points scored. So as long as they're doing well enough to make sure that the Vikings offense can score more than what the defense is giving up, that's awesome. Um, 
But that being said, Vikings 10 and 2. If they can beat Detroit this week, this will be the best start they've had since like 1998, I think. Um, even the 2017 season when they went 13 and 3, they didn't start out 11 and 2. So this is definitely going to be a big game and a nice challenge because the Detroit Lions are a much better team than their record shows. Um, at the end of the day, it's still Detroit. So, you know, the Vikings should get a win here, but I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, they got stunned uh, like they did last year. Um, not something I'm looking forward to, but hey, it's going to be a fun game and Skull Vikings. Yeah, I mean, Vegas has Minnesota as underdogs right now. They're underdogs every week. It's unbelievable. As underdogs against the Lions. Yes, it's, a, it's a one point now, spread. I'm not going to. No, no, it's I'm two and a half now. No, I'm not going to tell you to bet on that, but I would recommend it <laughs> because. Seeing how the Lions play, hot, cold, hot, cold, I don't see any consistency in their game. Divisional game, it's still going to probably be a three-point spread, but I just think that the Vikings are going to pull off that win going in, and that would put them at 10-1 and one in the past 11 games, which would be great, but you got to still play Chicago and a couple other teams, so the likelihood of finishing you know, 14-3 is probably more likely than finishing, you know, 15-2. Yep, no doubt. It's always much more likely that you're going to lose a game than than win out. Which is fair. And so far, I think we all predict the Eagles schedule wrong, but it's whatever. Uh, going into this game, this one I was legitimately nervous about. Eagles, Titans, in a clash. I'll say our run defense as of late has been absolutely porous. Uh, so looking at this game on the schedule, I thought Derrick Henry was, was 100% going to be a problem. That did not happen. We get Jordan Davis back, and all of a sudden, Derrick Henry can only muster up 30 rushing yards within that game. Fantastic to see for the Birds. Um, but looking at the other side of the ball, Eagles' offense was hitting on all cylinders. Last week, our rushing attack rushes for 363 yards against the Packers. This week, completely different. Jalen Hurts throws for 380 yards, gets benched in the fourth quarter because we don't need him. A.J. Brown, of course, the revenge narrative is fantastic. It happened. 119 yards, two touchdowns. The first one runs into a guy, lets him go on a play that right before it should have also been a touchdown, steps out of bounds to go right back to him, catches a 41-yard touchdown. A little bit later in the game, another 29-yard touchdown. Bonte Smith, over 100 yards. A.J. Brown, over 100 yards. From back-to-back -back games, it's really nice to see how the Eagles can actually change their game plan, affect both areas, and still be very, very effective. And this is taking into account that, you know, we don't have Dallas Goddard. Quez Watkins got injured. Still shut them down. Malik Willis played at the end of that game because they know they got slaughtered. Eagles move to 11-1. and A.J. Brown gets the, the victory in a game that I'm sure he's had, scheduled, you know, circled, dotted, starred for the entire season. And then not to mention, and we haven't brought this up within the news, but the GM did get fired two days after that game. For trading not only AJ Brown, making a couple of mistakes. Fantastic to see. Go birds. Eleven and one. Moving on to the Giants. It's awesome. Not to mention, Jared, this is I think maybe one of the first times all season that all three of our teams have won. I'm excited to hear your take on the Green Bay Packers. We got eliminated eliminated from the playoffs last week. That's what happened to the Packers. It happened. And that was the moment of silence. I uh, didn't really think they were going to make it in, but I thought they were going to beat Chicago, Aaron Rodgers' own Chicago, 
they were down a lot, so we weren't really watching the game when we were playing or when we were up at Patrick's house. R.I.P. Patrick's house. Um, I don't know why I said that. It's still alive, but <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, had two TVs. It was a great time. Um, got a lot of goldfish thrown at our heads. That is true. What actually happened in that game for you guys to win? Did you not watch like the highlights or anything? I mean, I watched the highlights up to a certain Wait, extent. You didn't watch the Packer game? Mm-mm. Nope, we didn't watch it. I just was watching it on my phone. Patrick. But other than that, you know, I can't really. I'll tell you one much. thing, Jared. If it was if you guys were hanging out at my house instead of Patrick's house, I'd have that game on. Yeah, I, I figured. Well, we were trying to have the game on, but we couldn't have two TVs running at the same time, even though I had the NFL pass because it was using up too much internet. Ah. That's surprising to me considering Patrick's profession. But Nick, if you do want to look at, yes. at pure fandom here, I at least was pulling up Facebook streams trying to watch bits, bits and pieces of the Eagles game. You couldn't just pull up Stream East? No. So, I was watching it for a little bit, but then it was, again, too much. At a certain point, the Eagles, I mean, Eagles blew them out. We don't watch Stream East. I don't even know what that is. You mean 4th and 3 East? Yeah. Search <laughs> that, East. you're going to get directed right to our <laughs> website. We got we got apparel. But it, it was good to see, Jared. Either way, Packers came back. Aaron Jones gets hurt. Come back into that game. Aaron J- uh, AJ Dillon looks good. Christian Watson might just be that guy. He could be rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. He has nine touchdowns. I'll say this. Because of the injuries to Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, there's a chance. And Chris Olave just having to be with the Saints. That's true. Okay, actually, now that I think about that, I think Chris Olave will still win it. Um, how can he not? He's been doing it all right. year with a way less caliber quarterback. He, he, he did close uh, the gap, though. I will say, I will say, I'm not super excited about the Christian Watson stuff recently. Uh, it kind of sucks, but hey, what it is, what it is. I'm sure, I'm sure that New Year's Day game will be one or two touchdowns to him. But you know, whatever. I think with the Christian Watson relating to fantasy, it's really taken the wind out of Lazard's sails. Yeah. Lazard has oh, gone no back doubt. to Lazard is like wide receiver two, three now. Yes. No doubt. Which is very sad to see. Well, he's number three after Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Should we... So Lazard owners out there, I would be uh, – Not playing him. Granted, they have an easy schedule. Well, they have an easy schedule. He can still get those touchdowns, but – it's a boomer bust situation. I'm still playing Lazard though. If you know, if you're questioning whether or not you should play him and maybe like another crappy wide receiver, uh, the upside is still there. I mean, just because Christian Watson's been having you know four games in a row now of touchdowns, well, three three out of the last four games I think he had touchdowns. Um, the touchdowns are still going to go around. So I, I can't imagine Watson's going to catch every touchdown uh, moving forward, right? But my guess is Allen probably has. Two-ish weeks, two-ish good fantasy weeks left. You just yep. better hope that you predict which week that is. Well, you know they got to buy this week, and then they go to the Rams. Then they go to Miami, and actually they're at home against the Rams. And they go to Miami, and then Minnesota at home. Yeah, honestly, I would play Lazard against the Rams and Minnesota. Minnesota gives up a ton Miami. of yards. I mean, they got to throw against Miami. Yeah, I mean they're going. I mean, granted. Aaron Rodgers does not play well in Florida. He did earlier this year, and he won. Good for him. All right. Uh, Let's move on to some flexi action. Let's do it the same way we did it last week. Um, I'm going to be 
so we're going to take turns here. I'll start with Jared, then I'll move over to you, AJ. Uh, Jared, do you want running backs or wide receivers? Wide receivers. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of go down. The, I'm going to give you an either or, right? I'm going to yeah. give you, would you rather have this guy, this guy? You tell me the winner moves on and so on and so forth. Uh, so we're going to jump over here to the wide receivers. Obviously, we're uh, keeping off the top must-start players, so I'm not going to talk about Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, or any other player that you can find on my fantasy football teams. Uh, so let's just start here with Keenan Allen, and we're going to say, Jared, would you rather play Keenan Allen against Miami or Amari Cooper against Cincy? Keenan Allen. Okay, so Cooper's gone. Allen moves on. We got Keenan Allen or Garrett Wilson. Who's playing against Buffalo, so it's probably going to be a high-scoring game. Buffalo is supposed to be rainy snow and 39 with 20-mile-per-hour winds. I will definitely take Keenan Allen. Okay, how about Keenan Allen or Devo Smith? Or De- Devo Smith, Devo Samuel. How did Devo Samuel do with uh, Purina Petchow? Uh, he went. He had 10 targets. He got six passes for 58 yards. And he had five rushing attempts. They played Miami. Exactly. So a tough, a tough defense. I'm taking I'm taking Keenan Allen still. Over Debo? Yeah, I disagree yeah. with that one, but move on. I disagree with that one as well. Well, who, do, who, uh, does, but that's who, does, who does Debo play? Debo plays Tampa Bay. Tam- yeah, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Debo. Or I'm taking Keenan Allen. You got see, it. All right. So see, the, the the whole thing with Keenan Allen is he's trash. No, he's not trash. <laughs> no, he's not he's def- trash. I'm kidding. He's, def- he's had he's had back to back weeks with touchdowns. Did okay? he? That's good. Yes, and he's had back to back weeks with catches over 15 yards. He's had 35 yard catches, 23 yard catches. I'm just saying, Keenan Allen is coming into form. In Herberts, they still have a shot at making it to the playoffs. Granted, they lost to the Raiders last week, so I don't really know who the Chargers are. Every every year you think they're going to be good, and then every year they turn out kind of poopy. So they're, they're always a 50-50 team. They are. Like, always. But I'm um, definitely taking Keenan Allen in this. this okay, so then, so the fact that you're keeping Keenan Allen is going to make this next pick very interesting because currently Keenan Allen is ranked above him. Would you rather have Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams? Taking Keenan Allen. All right. Let's see it. Uh, all right. One more, and we'll see if Keenan Allen beats this one. Would you rather have Keenan Allen or T. Higgins? T. Higgins play, plays the Browns. Um, hmm. That's tough because they're both very similar in how they play football. T. Higgins has also had back-to-back weeks with touchdowns. But T. Higgins Receptions last week, three for 35 with Jamar Chase coming back. Doesn't prove to me that he is going to be the number one and he is Joe Burrow's main contact. Gosh, that's that's a tough one. I would say they're pretty on par, um, but I'm sticking with Keenan Allen because of the matchup. I'm 1,000% taking T. Higgins 10 times out of 10. I just got to say that. T. Higgins is up. He is up. Beast, yeah. dude. And the only reason we're talking about T. Higgins the way we are is because I have Jamar Chase, who is also a beast. Um, but it sounds like you're pretty high on Keenan Allen. So at this, this point, I'm gonna, cut, I'm gonna cut Keenan Allen out. I'm gonna cut Keenan Allen out. Let's go back to some of those other wide receivers and kind of see how those rank within them. So if we cut Keenan Allen out, let's just st- go straight to Cooper. Uh, would you rather have Amari Cooper or Garrett Wilson? Uh, 
Mm, taking Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper on the train. or Debo Samuel. Debo. Debo Samuel or Mike Williams. Debo. Me too, but I would consider playing Mike that week. Uh, Debo Samuel or T Higgins. T Higgins. See, I, I'm not. I'm not low on T Higgins. It's just the matchup that Keenan Allen has against Miami, who will score points against that defense. They're going to have to throw, and the Chargers have been one of the most throw-heavy teams in the league for the past five weeks. Same with Miami. So it's going to be just. I would pick the. I got a question for you. I got yeah. a question for you. Sure. Straight up. Straight up. Doesn't counting who they're playing. Would you rather have Keenan Allen or Debo Samuel? Debo. So He's Debo younger. just did bad against Miami, and your argument is that Keenan Allen is going to do good against Miami. He didn't do bad. How many receptions did he get? He had six for ten. He was targeted ten times. Yeah, that's a lot. With with Pettig with Pet Chow. But yeah, yeah, Purdy, whatever his name is. Um, you don't think Keenan Allen's not going to go six for ten except for 80, 90 yards and a TD? No, Je- I do not. Th- I don't Herder? think so. Maybe though. I'm just saying maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I foresee it. I mean, Miami's defense, at least pass defense, is not very good. I just think Debo's big playability is way past Keenan Allen's at this point of his career. But that, yeah, that's just I, me, though. That's, well, I, I'm saying that, too. Like, in general, like, if I want him on my team as, like, a football coach, I want Debo more than Keenan. Keenan's, like, 40. But Keenan Allen has one of the crispest routes of the game, and he's Jay Herbert's favorite target. I can't argue that. Uh, did you... I can't remember. Did, for Between Debo and T. Higgins, did you go with Debo? I went T. Higgins. Okay, so T. Higgins, this one is going to be interesting to me because uh, this player is on fire. Uh, T. Higgins or Tyler Lockett? Another does, fantastic week. Let me read you these numbers real quick. Who does Seattle play? First off, in our ESPN league, he is the number 10th ranked wide receiver, and he has scored touchdowns in five straight games. Uh, yeah. Against the L.A. Rams um, – he just went nine of twelve for one twenty eight in a touchdown. I'm taking t- Tyler Lockett. I know, me too, right? Like at home, it's crazy. That guy's it's on fire. Be, it's supposed to be nice too in Seattle this week, so it's not going to be rainy. It's like one of their rare non-rainy uh, winter days. So it's supposed to be like fifty seven degrees in summer. Dude, we always thought that like you know Russell Wilson kind of made Tyler Lockett, and now Tyler Lockett's doing it with Geno Smith. Tom and Russ is not doing that without him. I'm just saying, who made who? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we're rolling, with, we're rolling with Tyler Lockett. I got a couple more for you. We got Tyler Lockett or Chris Godwin. Tyler Lockett. Oh, I'm taking Tyler Lockett. Okay, Tyler Lockett or Devontae Smith. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett or Mike Evans. Tyler Lockett. And then lastly, Tyler Lockett or Gabe Davis. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I agree. Tyler Lockett's just been absolutely on fire. Um, and you just he's a must-start at this point. So if you're one of those people that has him sitting on your bench, you need to be putting him in your lineup every week. Uh, Who would have him know. on his bench? I mean, the dude's getting It's targets, unbelievable touchdowns. that some people – Honestly, the people that have Tyler Lockett on their bench are the people that just have a wide receiver university type thing. Teams that are just stacked at wide receiver – have Tyler Lockett on the bench. You got him late. Honestly, you got Tyler Lockett real, real late. So honestly, it's oh yeah, kind of just this little golden flower that's came out of nowhere that you're like, yeah, I already have really good wide receivers. I just drafted well. Is that the steal of the of the year, do you think? No. 
But um, no, but like that's that's definitely pretty good. What do you the think steal of the year is probably going to be Jamal Williams. Yeah, drafted like twelfth, you know, and that's kind of a little bit and, lucky. And like the kicker yeah, range, Jamal Williams. It was going to be the person that took Kenneth Walker until that injury happened. Um, who else do we have for honorable mention of being the steal of the Gino. draft? Oh, no doubt. Geno Smith. Yeah. He's been just talking out. Of course. Well, you wouldn't have picked him up. You would have got him on waiver wire. That's what I'm saying. We're talking probably, about but sometimes We're some people. About... Pro- yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, maybe like Isaiah Pacheco was pretty good or. That's a good one. Has scored touchdowns in two straight games. Outside of that, you would have had to held him through 10 weeks yeah. to, to get effectiveness. Right. So it's, again, probably one that you would grab off the waiver wire. Especially within like a ten man league. All right, Nick, so we don't go long. Throw some running backs at me. All right. All right, AJ. We got Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs. I'm just kidding, dude. We're not gonna start with these good name players. You kidding me? You kidding me? Uh I would start with Ramondre Stevenson, but I know you take him number one over all these players. So we're actually gonna start with Tony Pollard. Now, would you rather have Tony Pollard or Isaiah Pacheco? Tony P or James Connor? Tony P. Tony P or Mr. Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders. Good answer. Um, I think I would too, but like that's a close one. Uh, okay, so Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders or Dante Foreman? Miles Sanders only because Dante Foreman did not practice today with a foot injury. That one's lenient, but again, Chuba Hubbard's still healthy, but still Miles Sanders. Just a better offense. Okay. How about Miles Sanders or Jamal Williams? Who I want to say at this point is only projected eight points this week for some um, reason. It's the guy with 13 touchdowns, Jamal Williams. Yep. Okay, so we got Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams or Najee Jamal Harris? Williams, no question. Uh Williams or Akers? Williams. Okay, Williams or Michael Carter slash Zonovan Knight? Williams. Two for one. Williams or James Cook? Williams still, just because James Cook's still a little volatile. It is a little volatile, but I think think he had his week, and I think he's the guy. He's been getting like 10 plus touches through the last two weeks, so it's important. Yeah. Uh, he just put up 105 yards, so I'll take that. Uh, he's he, I, I just for the listeners, I'm inserting James Cook into one of my lineups this week, um, where I need a I need a flexi action. Uh, so we're sitting there at um, Jamal Williams and who? Jamal Williams. Let's cut Jamal Williams because you're probably not going to move off him. So let's go Najee Harris or Jeff Wilson off Miami who is against the Chargers, and I just want to say that they are the 31st team against stopping the run. So it's a very, very good matchup. It is. I'll say Jeff Wilson let a lot of people down. Me personally, last week, Raheem Mostert is back in the picture. Um, Surprisingly, still going to be Jeff Wilson. Okay. Well, that knocks out my next person because I was going to switch to Mostert. Uh, So let's you you stick with. I would rather play Raheem Mostert over Jeff Wilson for the record. Okay, so let's go there. So we'll go Jeff, or we'll go Raheem Mostert. Let's go Mostert or Michael Carter. Mostert. Mostert or Leonard Fournette against San Francisco. Mostert, just because yeah, against the San Francisco San Francisco defense, terrible. That and Rashad White is 
at this point, kind of overtaking that lead role. He's getting there. Um, let's go. Um, bah, 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 bah. Honestly, that pretty much sums up the well, availability. Unless are, you want to hop in that top ten territory. There's six by. So again, that that is of huge importance. Very unfortunate they have six teams on by the last week of the schedule for the fantasy playoffs. Dude, the NFL did that specifically to screw fantasy. I, you can't tell me they didn't. You can't tell me they had two teams on by last week and then four teams on by or six teams on by this week. Because you might be arguing, well, hey, they were looking out for the leagues that ended at week thirteen. Well, if that's the case, then why would they have six teams on by during the first week of playoffs? They totally did that to screw with fantasy football. Okay, I, swear there's, to God. There's, I can't think of no, any other. And there's definitely ways that they can make that better moving into next year. Again, there shouldn't be two teams week five. Again, looking at these teams, and no offense, Jared, but most of these teams within this this bye week are not going to make the playoffs. So, for what reason did they push these teams? And I don't think anybody thought Packers were going to be a non-playoff team. But it's a weird array of, of teams that they did. And yes, maybe it's randomized, but again, there, there's ways to adjust it. Just make every week somewhat similar when you get to a certain extent. But yeah, six teams on this week. Come on now. Got one more question for you, AJ. Shoot. Dalvin Cook or Ramondre Stevenson? Who the fight? Dalvin Cook is currently fifth in the league in rushing who, against Detroit. Who, oh, against Detroit? Yeah, it's still Dalvin. All right. And well, David like Harris it. might be back, so that matters. All right. Um, as far as Flexi goes, that's all I got for you guys. Um, you got anything nope. else to add? Let's whip into the preview. All right. So let's jump straight into these previews. Uh, so there's actually quite a few very important games this weekend. There's a couple games that will decide whether or not uh, teams make or clinch some playoff hopes. I know that if the Vikings win this week, they will clinch the NFC North. I know that the Vi- or the Eagles, they need to get a win. Um, or if they lose, and oh, I'm sorry about that music. I'm sure you can hear that. Um, or if the Eagles lose, they need like two teams to take an L, which – do you know those teams off the top of your head? Seattle AJ? and San Francisco. San Fran, yeah. right? Yep. So either those teams lose, the Eagles can clinch. Um, the Vikings get a win, they can clinch. Uh, Jared, can the Packers clinch this weekend? Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so Thursday, we got the Raiders against the Rams. Currently, the Raiders are 5-7, and seven, Rams 3-9, and nine, battle of two really terrible teams. I don't have any numbers for you guys right now, but talk about this game real quick, and then I will make this up for you. Yeah, thank you. That, that helps a lot instead of just talking about it. Jared, give me your thoughts on this Thursday night game. Thursday night football, Raiders versus the Rams. It's a pillow fight. Over under 43 and a half. Point is six and a half point spread after the Raiders just got a win at home. I am taking the Raiders at the six and a half point spread. Count it, boy. I think the Raiders could win this outright. Not betting money line, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than six and a half points. I can tell you what the Rams, three and nine, do not look very great. The Raiders, five and seven, they could wiggle their way into the playoffs if the, if, uh, the futures are right for them. But this is coming right from the mouth of the horse. Taking the Raiders, six and a half. Raiders, I uh, say they've won last couple of games, looking great. Devontae Adams is on an amazing projection right now. Give me the Raiders. 
I think there is zero chance the Rams win this game. Uh, give me the Raiders, and I will take not only the money line, I will take the spread. The Raiders win more than, win by more than seven. What was it six and a half? Six and a half. Yeah, definitely win by more than six and a half. Uh, moving on here, we got looking at Sunday's games. We got the Jets at the Bills. Currently, the Bills are favored by nine and a half points. Um, the total over under is 43 and a half points. Personally, I'm taking the Bills, you know, uh, but uh, I'm actually not going to take that spread. That nine and a half is tricky. I would just take. Yeah, I'm taking the you Jets. You take the Jets? For sure. Yeah, nine, nine point spread. I, Divisional game. It's supposed to be snowy and crappy and rainy and 39 degrees with 20 mile per hour winds. Yeah, I'm taking the nine points for sure. Mike White season. I wouldn't take White. the spread. Mike yeah, White season. I'm just going to take the Bills, money line, easy, get out of there. I would take. I think I would take the spread, I actually. It. I can't. I don't think the Bills will win by nine and a half. No way. Um, next game, we got the Browns at the Bengals. Battle of the Bees. We got the Bengals at uh, favored by six and a half points. Currently, the over under is forty seven and a half. Um, I think the Browns are going to win this game. AJ, you already brought it up earlier that um, Joe Burrow is zero and four against the Browns. Stevan Kavansky, I still believe in you. And Deshaun Watson now has one game under his belt. I'm assuming he's going to shake off some rust. Uh, so I do actually think they do get a win. I number wow. one will not bet this game. Joe Burrow's never beat him. I do think this is a game. Joe Burrow gets over the hump. Finally beats the Browns. I think that last win against the the Texans for the Browns was 100% the defense. Deshaun Watson, again, he's going to get booed out of there. It's going to be a huge Bengals win. I would take the spread. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm on Nick's train here of thought. Divisional game, six points is a lot. It's supposed to be nice in Cincinnati. Actually, in Cincinnati, yeah, sunny in 50 degrees. It could be a high-scoring game. Um, I would bet on the Browns six points, but I'm probably not going to bet on this game either. It's too close to call, and Vegas, I think, has it about right. I think this is going to be a six-point game either way. Moving on here, we got the Texans at the Cowboys battle at Texas. Currently, the Cowboys are favored by 16.5 points for good reason. Um, uh, the, the total over-under is 45.5 points, so I think they're thinking like 35 of those points is going to be scored by Dallas. Uh this is a no-brainer. We're all taking the Cowboys. I don't think I would take the 16.5-point spread because that's absurd. Uh, but there's like basically zero chance in heck that uh, the Texans can Correct. I think they pull out easily. Honestly, even looking at the last game for Dallas, they scored 33 points in the second half. Some of it garbage. It doesn't matter. But I say against the Texans, they can replace Dak. And you know, basically the second half, <laughs> just run that out. It's going to be an absolute slaughter. I do not bet a spread over 9.5. But yeah, I would, you know, money line on this is minus 1700 for Dallas. Again, one probably not worth betting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Dallas money line. I mean, I guess I wouldn't even bet it because it hurts it your bets. But, you know, if you're going to play a big parlay. AJ, sure. we only have 60 minutes Correct. for this, right? Yeah, so we got 13 minutes left. Let's make sure we kind of breeze through these. The next game is the Vikings at the Lions in Detroit. The Lions are favored by two and a half points. Total over-under is 52 and a half. There is no way that I'm not picking the Vikings at this point. The only games that they've ever lost are games that they've been blown out in. I don't anticipate them being blown out by the Lions. I think the uh, the Vikings go into Detroit, get the win, and I do think they win by more than three points. Vikings spread, and I would take the over in that game. Wouldn't take the over, but I could see it. 
taking the spread for sure. Actually, I'm going to take money line because you get better odds on it, um, plus 115 versus minus 110. Next game, we got the Jags at the Titans. The Titans are favored by four and a half. Total over-under is 41 and a half. I'm taking the Titans in this game. Uh, they're coming off a bad loss to Philly, so they're going to want to get that sour taste out of their mouth. Jaguars are just an, an anemic team still. Uh, give me King Henry and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Agreed. I got nothing to add to that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I'm going to take the over on the 41 points. It seems low, doesn't it? It does seem low. Um, For both those defenses? like It does I mean, seem low. If, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, I won't play it, but I guess just wait till it comes closer to Sunday because he is questionable. Uh, next game, we got the Eagles at the Giants. The Eagles are favored by 6.5 points. 44.5 is the total over under, and the Eagles are – the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, not only that, I saw a stat that in the last like 16 meetings, the Eagles are 13 and three against the Giants. If you're a Giants fan, you got to be just dreading this week coming up. So let's go Eagles. I'm taking that point spread as well. I think they win by more than a touchdown. The Eagles are just one of the best teams in the league right now. Nick, that felt, that felt fantastic to hear. Um, but yeah, I would agree. The 45 and a half, I think very much accomplishable. Uh, there is one player for Philly that always seems to dominate the Giants, Boston Scott. If you randomly have to play a flexi player and you are absolutely decimated, fire him up, always seems to do good in these games. Uh, but this is a very tricky game. We always have some sort of issues. We do pull it out. Uh, but I'm going to give the Eagles. I think the Giants are fraud. I knock on wood, but go Birds. Yeah, a lot of divisional games this week. It's and, always tough, but I'm taking the Eagles' season, money line. End of the season push. I'll say they always make them play so. each other. They so. do. Makes for good TV. Uh, we got the Ravens at the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by two and a half. Uh, Lamar Jackson probably not playing, so we're looking at Tyler Huntley, who, by the way, flexi action, I would totally play Huntley um, over pretty much any other player that you have unless you have one of the top five quarterbacks. Uh, so that being said, I am totally going to go Ravens here. I don't think the Steelers win, let alone win by three points. Uh, go Ravens. I'm going to go Steelers as well. I think Tyler Huntley is a difference. T.J. Watt is a difference. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers, too, coming off that win in Atlanta, which I called out. Actually, fun fact, I went 12 of 14 last week, and you pick them. Um, That's pretty good. Taking, taking the Steelers. Taking the Steelers in this week. That's almost unheard of, Jared. That's really good. Uh, I did. I just want to make it clear. I said almost. Oh, yeah, almost. Um, I, I went Ravens. I just want to be clear. I went Ravens over yeah, Steelers. I, I heard you first time. Okay. Well, AJ said like Nick, so I just yeah. want to say. Yeah, exactly. uh, we got the Chiefs at the Broncos. Chiefs favored by nine and a half points. There is zero chance the Broncos win this game. They've they struggle to score a touchdown every game, let alone going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. Give them the Chiefs, and I'm taking that nine and a half point spread as well. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I what's Patrick Mahomes against uh, <laughs> against divisional rivals? He's like. Just amazing. He's almost undefeated. Almost perfect. Yeah, he's like almost, almost perfect. perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't not bet the Chiefs. Nine and a half seems like a lot, but it probably isn't. Um, I would say this, though. 43 and a half, they have the point spread low. That usually means Kansas City's – I mean, what they're saying is Kansas City is just going to only score all the points, and the Broncos are going to get like seven or ten points. Yep, so, and I 100% believe that's I mean, going to happen. Taking the, I'm taking the Chiefs' money line. I don't know about that spread. It seems pretty high. Dude, for the, the Broncos cannot score points. I agree with that. They're okay, so think, bad. They don't like Russell Wilson. Uh, let's look at another 4 o'clock game. Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. Three and a half, money line, 205 spread. 
three and a half, and the total is 44 points. Jared, thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's it's another tough pick, right? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Seattle. Uh, the Panthers usually do do well in Seattle sometimes, so that's always the tough part. But Seattle looks really hot. Their defense is great. Uh, I'm taking Seattle. Twelfth man is going to come to shine. Primetime game. Give I agree Seattle. with that one. Moving on to the next game, Tampa Bay Bucks for, at the San Francisco 49ers. Point is still three and a half. Big part of that is due to Brock Purdy. Jared, San Francisco, right? Who's who's San Francisco? They're favored by three and a half in this game? Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm going to take Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady, AJ, uh, after last week's performance in the past three out of the past – Two weeks, he's won. He's won big games. I think they're coming into form. Kate Auden really showed up last week. I would look at him for a flexi moving forward into the playoffs. He's probably available if you needed a backup tight end. Um, Chris Godwin looks good. They're not feeding Mike Evans the ball, but what's looking at way better that offensive line for the Bucks. Give me the Bucks O line versus the 49ers defense. And I'm taking the Bucks with the I win. disagree with everything that you just said. Give me the Niners. It's going to be a blowout. Tom Brady might throw a touchdown or two. Niners defense is going to decimate him. Uh, I'm with Jared. I'm taking the Buccaneers. I think that they have a lot more to play for than the Niners right now. Uh, coming off a super hot win. And I also got to say, I am so excited that my internet dropping did not ruin this podcast. Recording? Yes, it is. You guys missed out quite a few expletives. Um, kept it going. Let's move on kept here. It going. Uh, let's go to the, let's go to the Panthers at the Seahawks. Currently, the Seahawks are favored by three and a half points. Oh yeah, we just did that um, one. The you pa- were gone. Oh, you guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Seattle because Panthers are trash. Uh, the Dolphins at the Chargers. It's weird that I came back in and you guys were on Forty Niners and Bucks because that was literally my next game on the. Uh, <laughs> on the thing. Uh, so, anywho, so um, go Bucks, go Seahawks. Moving on, we got the Dolphins at the Chargers. Currently, the Dolphins are favored by three points. Uh, I'm going Dolphins because they seem to play really well this year, um, even though I still don't believe that they're a Super Bowl team. Uh, I'm going Charger or I'm going Dolphins, and I'm going to take that three points. Agreed. Spread. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. They have the point spread at 52. Three points is low. So if you want to pick the spread in this, either way, you know, more power to you. Um, you don't get a lot of monetary value by picking the spread for the Chargers at three points at 105 versus 115. So in this bet, you're going to take the Dolphins and you would take the spread. I bet they win by more than five points this week. Well, it's a, it's, uh, it's a flex game. Yeah. So you hope this one's going to be a good one. I do think it, it's going to be a good game, but I think 52, that's pretty high. I'm still going to take the under 24-27 game. That's 51. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm still under. I, I mean, I, what I would even bet is the over on passing attempts from both quarterbacks. Yeah, I like that one. Awesome. I mean, even, I mean, you know, not even if they complete it, it's just, it's going to be a passing fest. Watch Raheem Mostert just run all day. Um, or Eckler. <laughs> yeah, or Eckler. Uh, Monday's game. So we do have the Patriots at the Cardinals. Um, honestly, this game is super boring to me, and I'm really disappointed that they didn't flex this game. Uh, we do have the Patriots favored at one and a half points. The over under is 44 and a half. I guess I'm going Patriots because 
the Cardinals are just in a bad spot right now. But man, this game is boring and it, it sucks. I, I agree with everything you just said. Why is this here? I'll say we're the, we're at this point in the season. There's very, there's definitely much better games. Whether it's Eagles Lions or uh, Vikings Lions, Eagles Giants. Like there's divisional matchups within here, and you make us watch this. I would agree with you. Give me the Patriots. I think their defense is going to be significantly better. Also a streaming defense, if you're paying attention, uh, but probably not. Uh, but with this one, yeah, give me the Patriots. I'm not going to bet on it, and I'm going to watch it because in three months we're going to be like, I would pay to watch the New England Patriots play the Arizona Cardinals. So I'll watch it. Oh, it did. I would cut off a limb. No, I wouldn't. But, like, it does get that serious it sometimes. In the so I'm going to watch it, and then after it I'll regret it. But either way – I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, 82% of Vegas money right now is riding on the Patriots, um, which is interesting, right? Uh, but I think I'm going to take the Patriots in this. Surprise. Even though I don't want to. Shocking. Even though I don't want to. I, I want to take the Cardinals. You know because, you want to take the Patriots. No, I want to take the Cardinals because it's not a double XP weekend. And Kyler <laughs> Murray has been getting a lot of heat this whole week in last week. So I think he comes out and shines. You know, Kyler Murray, even though he missed a couple games this year, is still ranked QB 12 in fantasy rankings. He either gets it done with his feet and not really done with his arm, but he did have two touchdowns last week, so I think he still rides that high. And he could be a fantasy winner going into the playoffs this year because of the targets that he has. All right. Uh, That was Monday night's game. I did not miss any this time, correct? nailed it. No. Okay. So that being said, that uh, do you guys have nope. anything else to I'll add? I'll say best of luck. I'll say fantasy playoffs on the line. I'm already out of one. Still got a chance in three. Best of luck to you if you need it. If you don't, then you know what? If you're in the first place seat, I hope you lose this game just to give somebody else a little bit more hope. That's not a jab at you. Best of luck to you. All right. Well, uh, my last tidbit is Skull Vikings. And um, this is Nick signing off. AJ Peace. Jared. Adios on fourth and three. Yeah! Playoffs! <laughs>